Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Nick McCollum. Nick, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Nick is the director of growth of Passive, an organization making passive investing simple for everyday investors wanting to save time and money. I'm excited to have you on. Nick, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I'm based here in eastern Canada, a really beautiful part of the world. I've worked in professional investment management for my entire career. I started out working at a mutual fund provider up here in Canada, and then I worked in fundamental equity research, which means that I was doing deep research on individual stocks, trying to find companies' competitive advantages and looking into their growth prospects and those sorts of things. And now I work at Passive, which is a a company that tries to make it as easy as possible for people to manage their own investment portfolios. Nice. I appreciate that. Uh, How did did the, the stock analysis lead you to to moving towards the world of passive investing? At my last job, I was doing really deep dives on individual stocks and, and that research component was, was quite fun and, and interesting, but what it definitely also taught me was that owning individual stocks isn't for everyone. There's a lot of risks associated with it. And to be honest with you, it's a really big time sink. It takes a lot of time to really understand a company to the point where you would want to own individual shares of it. And the honest truth is that most investors don't want to spend a lot of time hand- the different stages of life and through all the different economic environments that they want to, you know, or that they will inevitably have exposure to. So that kind of led me to passive investing, which is a hands-off approach to investing that's focused on low fees, diversification, and just getting broad exposure to the asset classes that have tended to historically do well over time. Nice. So let's let's talk a little bit more about that and just just maybe the world of of investing in general, because while Every other commercial on TV or the internet seems to be some kind of a financial ad, and maybe that's just my experience. Uh, but not that many Americans actually are stock investors, are they? No, not as many as we'd like. So uh, one of the, <laughs> the big barriers, I think, is that there's a lot of information. There's just information overload. Investing is a pretty, you know, depending on what kind of investing you want to do, it can be really complicated. So. Our, our kind of mission statement as a company is to make DIY investing accessible for everyone. So one component of that is the product that we make, the passive investing platform, which you know is, is a tool that people can use. But another component of that is education. So to the extent that we can help people learn about this stuff, we think that's a big win as well. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform, for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yeah, well, I think that that's 100% right. You could you could have the the best instrument in the world, but if people if it's not accessible, if they don't get it, if they're intimidated by it, I mean there's all these different feelings and emotions, right, that are stopping people from from doing something like investing how obviously you've, you've you've created a great platform and tell me a little bit more about about how you think about and how you approach the educational standpoint in making investing accessible easy 
so for us, a big component of that is our blog. We have a, a pretty big blog. We can find topics, you know, any, anything from how to file certain forms for your taxes to, uh, you know, why DIY investing should be your New Year's resolution. So we put a lot of content on that blog. I think people really benefit from reading it. And I think the key is that if you're trying to educate people about something that's as complicated as finance, you really got to do it piece by piece. So every blog post kind of adds one leaf to someone's tree of knowledge, but it's going to, you know, if you really want to understand this stuff, you got to go at it one bit at a time. So every blog post really tries to dial down on one specific topic to teach people. And, uh, you know, if you just kind of continue to read uh, content that's hopefully educational like ours is, or we hope it to be, then over time you can really kind of build up a knowledge base that will empower you to take your portfolio into your own hands. Yeah, no, I think that that's great. That's a great, a great analogy that each a, 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 leaf for somebody's financial tree. I think that that's kind of a cool way to think about it. So how, how, how does one sort of, how, how would you counsel somebody who's never invested to, to think about it? Is it just thinking about what they want to accomplish? Is it time horizon? It's all these things. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you mentioned time horizon and mentioned what you're trying to achieve. So those are the two main factors. And I think in terms of what you want to achieve, like people can look at that and say, well, it's obvious. I just want to make money. But there's there's always constraints, right? You might want to make money, but you might not want to own any energy stocks because you're a big believer in environmental investing. Or maybe you, you want to own uh, you know, inflationary assets. So things that will do well in inflationary environments because you believe that all this stimulus that the government has put out is going to cause inflation. So that might be a different constraint that you have. So the first thing is what you're trying to achieve. And then the second thing is your time horizon. And those are kind of related because the for your investments, you have more ability to bear volatility. So volatility is kind of a natural part of investing. The things that you buy will go up and down, but your ability to stomach that goes up and up the longer that you plan to hold those assets. Because if things are fluctuating now, but you don't plan to sell those things for 20 years, then the day-to-day price fluctuations today, they don't matter. So what we kind of always recommend to people is you got to figure out what you want your quote-unquote target portfolio to be. And that's just like a mix of investments and weights for those investments that you want to own in your account. So it could be as simple as I want to be 100% invested in the S&P 500 ETF. Or it could be something more complicated where you're doing, you know, sector neutral, everything, long, short, quantitative value, momentum strategies. Like there, there's a whole big uh, spectrum of complication that you could go along from all the way from the most simple to the most complex. But overall, the first thing you got to do is, um, man, is create a target portfolio that you want. And from there, you got to figure out how you're going to stay on track with that target portfolio. And that's where passive kind of comes into play. Well, tell me more about that. How do you stay on track? Yeah, passive, I think the best way to understand what we do is to understand the problem that we're trying to help people solve. So many investors have a target portfolio for their account, like I mentioned, and passive is the best tool for them to stay on track with that target portfolio. Passive, the initial prototype was created because our co-founder, Brendan Wood, had this problem himself. So he was trying to manage his own retirement account. He was trying to manage his wife's retirement account. And he was even trying to manage a couple education accounts for his kids, basically the Canadian equivalent of like a 529 plan. So... He was doing all of this and each of these accounts had a different target portfolio because of different time horizons and those sorts of things. And keeping track of all of this inside of a spreadsheet became very labor intensive because he had to put in entries whenever he was adding, you know, new money to each account. And whenever he made withdrawals, he had to do entries. And, you know, 
this spreadsheet would calculate for him what he needed to buy or sell to stay on track, but he still had to go to his brokerage and enter all those trades one by one. So the original prototype of Passive was a simple Python script that just read his account holding so he didn't have to do manual data entry over time. But over the last few years, since we've grown as a company and, and the team's put in a lot of elbow grease to make this product amazing, we've really kind of taken out all of the friction of that process. So the way that Passive works today, you create a Passive account, you pair your Passive account to your brokerage account, and once that's done, you set your target portfolio. After that, Passive does all of the complicated calculations that tells you what you need to buy or sell within your account to be invested in your target portfolio. Then it allows you to rebalance with one click. Passive then periodically monitors your portfolio and lets you know whenever that action is required for you to log in and rebalance with one click again. So we'll send you an, an email that says, your portfolio has drifted, it's time to log in and rebalance. And uh, that's how we make sure that you stay on track over time. Nice. Okay. So I go to Passive and I say I am, you know, a 35 year old and I've got these different financial goals of long term retirement investing. I'm interested in saving for the down payment on a home within the next five years. And I've got kids' college in 20 years. Um, what, what happens then? Um, so in terms of the kids' retirement accounts or the kids' education accounts specifically, you mean? Just, just, just all of that. If, 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 if those are my goals, walk me through sort of next steps for me. Yeah, so Passive, I guess, has lots of like sophisticated functionality that helps you with, with more complicated investment scenarios. So in a situation where you have your, your retirement account and your kids' retirement account, Passive allows you to set different target portfolios for both of those kind of segments because obviously the, the goals and the, the financial objectives for each account is different. So the target portfolio should be different as well. We also allow you to handle like different brokerage accounts. So if you had your retirement account at TD Ameritrade, but for whatever reason your kid's education account was at Interactive Brokers, you can actually pair directly to both of those brokerages within Passive and Passive provides you a centralized dashboard to uh, handle all of those investments in one place. So I would say our whole goal for this company and for this product is to make DIY investing accessible for everyone. And what that usually translates to is, is kind of trying to take away a lot of the complications of an investment process and really boil it down to simple choices, simple and important choices like target portfolio, and then we'll handle the implementation of it over time. Got it. Okay. So let's, let's, let's assume that, that, that I'm managing my retirement account and my wife's retirement account, and then just a brokerage account for, for, for my kid. And my wife is very against um, vice type stocks. She's she's very environmentally environmentally friendly, so she wants to do ESG investing. And let's just pretend that I don't care about that stuff at all. I want to just go uh, just just large cap companies, and I'm not worried about the environment. Um, I'm able to to set that strategy through uh, through passive. Yeah, so you would have to decide your target portfolio and I guess how you want to express those economic views. So for your wife, it would probably make sense for her to invest in like an ESG ETF or something of that sort. Okay. And for you, it sounds like you, you would just want to be in like the S&P 500 ETF or maybe like the Russell 2000 ETF or some kind of just broad diversified index. Um, and then for your kid, you might want to do, I don't know, some sort of uh, maybe some sort of combination of those two strategies. So what you would have in passive is you would have three different accounts linked you would have three different target portfolios for, for each of those accounts, or I guess one for each account, three in total. And uh, 
once that's done, Passive would handle all of the rebalancing from uh, or all of the rebalancing notifications for you via email. Okay, nice. And we talked a little bit about um, about the the importance of diversification, the importance of low fees. How have how how have y'all factored that into into the company? So passive is designed, I guess, to minimize investment fees wherever possible. So to the extent that we can reduce fees, we do, like, I guess, at every opportunity. One, one obvious way that uh, comes to mind is that, so when you rebalance an investment portfolio, there's two kind of operations that you can perform. You can buy stuff and you can sell stuff. And uh, passive, the vast majority of our user base is in the accumulation stage. So that just means that they're still uh, adding money to their investment portfolios on a regular basis. Because of that, uh, our portfolios are defaulted to buy only rebalancing. So what that means is we don't sell things by default when we rebalance your portfolio. And the reason why we do that is because it results in twice as many transaction fees. So to the extent that we can reduce fees, we do that whenever possible. And broadly speaking, I would say the majority of the assets on our platform are invested in ETFs. So uh, ETFs, you know, compared to their main competitor mutual funds are, are fee conscious kind of by default. So that's another kind of thing that we keep in mind. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. All right. So, so somebody says, okay, I, I'm interested in getting started with investing. Um, do they, do they open up a brokerage account first? Should they come to passive first and read the blog? How, 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 how do you coach people to do that? So definitely before you can use the passive product, you need to have a brokerage account. So that would be the first thing to do. And then after that, you would need to figure out, or I guess self-educate enough that you would want to, or you would need to um, feel confident in setting your own target portfolio. Now, I know that seems pretty daunting, but I know that there are lots of, you know, public financial advisor websites and uh, online resources where if you kind of just type in some assumptions about where you are in life and your income and your savings rate and your target retirement date and those sorts of things, you can go on the internet and uh, figure out, I guess, what would be an appropriate asset allocation for you from some kind of unbiased public website. So we have lots of people who use our platforms who use uh, passive to implement model portfolios from popular financial advisors. So first step, create a brokerage account. Second step, uh, feel confident in setting your target portfolio. And then the third step would be to create a passive account, link it to your brokerage account and use passive to manage your target portfolio over time. Nice. Okay. So I think that that certainly makes sense to me. Um, if I have a a portfolio that says, "Okay, I've got, I've got the S and P five hundred ETF," but I also, I've got, I, I'm passionate about healthcare, so I've got some kind of a healthcare ETF as well, and I'm excited about about commodities and precious metals, so I've got a precious metals ETF, and I've got a small cap value ETF. I've got all these. Let's say I've got. Let's say I've got 10 different ETFs that I've decided, okay, this is my model portfolio. Um, and each one of those should be 10%. Well, probably pretty easy for that to, to, to fall out of, um, fall out of balance, right? I'm, I'm sure that that probably happens almost daily. How often do, how, how, how often do people rebalance? Do they do it every day? Is it monthly, quarterly, annually? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the whole rebalancing notification system relies on this concept of portfolio accuracy, which is a metric that we use to compare how close your actual portfolio is to your target portfolio. So if your portfolio accuracy is 100%, it means that you're perfectly invested in your target portfolio. 
if your portfolio accuracy is 0%, it means that you don't own any of your target portfolio. And then there's a whole spectrum in between of, of accuracy from zero to hundred. So we compare your target or your portfolio accuracy to a metric that we call the drift threshold. Now, the drift threshold is a metric that the user specifies so that passive knows when to notify you about rebalancing your portfolio. So to just put some numbers behind that, if your drift threshold is 90%, then we will send you a rebalancing notification email whenever your portfolio accuracy falls below 90%. So to summarize, the notifications by the user, and if you feel like you're getting too many notifications, you can just turn off, or uh, sorry, you can just lower your drift threshold within your account, and that will kind of get handled for you automatically. Nice. Well, I, I appreciate that. I'm sure that there's some people out there that that that, that want to stay 100% accurate, and there's probably people out there that say, you know what, I probably don't need 100%. I'll just I'll just do this once a year or on a quarterly basis. So it's cool that you are able to uh, to to set that and, and make those decisions. So. So how does Passive make money? Passive is a software as a service business. So we wanted our pricing to be as simple and easy to understand as possible. Um, there's two ways you can use Passive. There's a free version that has like some limited features. Uh, and then there's the, the paid version, which gives you access to all of our features. The free version is obviously cost $0 forever. And the paid version is really simple. It's paid $99 US dollars a year paid with your credit card. So we don't take any fees out of your brokerage account or anything of that sort. We just charge your credit card and that's as simple as it gets. Nice. Excellent. Well, Nick, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I would say that my difference-making tip would be to, to always double down on what works and to focus on the things that you're good at and uh, maybe don't spend so much time worrying about getting better in the weakest parts of your professional life. I think to be the best of, you know, to be the best in the world is something you have to focus on that one thing and not any other of the other things that uh, other people might say that you, uh, you're weaker in. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and Passive? If you want to check out our website, it's Passive.com. That's Passive without an E, so P-A-S-S-I-V.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. Our handle is Passive Team. And if you want to send me an email with questions or if you'd like a demo of the software, feel free to email me at nick.mccullum at Passive.com. Perfect. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Nick your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to Passive.com. That's P-A-S-S-I-V.com. Find him on Twitter and shoot Nick an email at, was it Nick.McCullum at Passive.com? You got it. And that's M-C-C-U-L-L-U-M. Perfect. Thanks again, Nick. Yeah, thank you. And until next time. Keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.